Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the ball versus Brendan Eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. First, it was Tom Travojevic. Then it was Latrell Mitchell. And now, Tommy Hudson. It's Ryan Pappenhausen. The curse of these gun number ones that just rolls on here into magic ground. We just wish, wish this curse over these guns would disappear. Yeah, good day, Ryan. Absolutely brutal on the weekend for sure. Ryan Pappenhausen, one of the the game's best players, the highest scoring supercoach player thus far this year. He is out for potentially four to six weeks and just on the eve of origin and on the eve of that big game this Saturday between the Panthers and the Storm, it's a real disappointment to see. What was your initial reaction to the news? I think you captained Pappenhausen last week, so it's probably compounded the woes because you felt it twice as hard. Yeah, it was disappointing. I think everyone would agree that before half time he looked very proppy in his action i was surprised he came back out after the break and then thankfully for i guess super coaches he did score but it came at a cost because he, he looked gone after that and now we found out that he is of course uh that was the first game last sunday uh the one to follow it probably the one that we uh will talk about a lot tonight nico hines and then in the uh, sharks but particularly nico Geez, what a performance that was uh, up against the Warriors and down to 12 men, 11 at uh, one stage there as well. And Nico just put the team on his back and said, follow me, boys. And sure enough, he showed his class with a massive score in the end. Yeah, I feel there's been a few Sunday afternoons this year where if you've captained the play, go and be happy. And if you haven't, you're very sad. I think Pappenhausen, Cleary, Hines, they've all had their turn on a Sunday to go huge. And yeah, I think Hines got the biggest score of the year so far, or at least close to it, 185 pretty amazing uh he was dominant now of course um before we uh keep going on here about those big scores as well we must touch on the news that's come out this afternoon about uh cameron murray also set to miss a bit of footy uh puts his origin chances uh under a little bit of doubt you think i think four weeks was uh what we're hearing in origin probably just about on that or even maybe a little bit sooner so cam murray in a bit of doubt but it hurts the blues but it probably hurts the rabbitos even more so because he's been their best player without a doubt yeah, he has, and they've been struggling. So, yeah, it's a terrible timing for them. And 
poor for the Blues as well. Uh, I think it's bad for players like Damian Cook, who, you know, a lot of his points are from giving it to Murray for a try assist or a line break assist. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they cope without him. Now, let's get into this. We've already spoken a little bit there of uh, some of the good, the bad, and the ugly that come out of last week. But uh, we'll do it here now. And uh, I might kick us off here, and obviously it probably goes without saying. We've already touched on it there last week to end the week. The best score uh, probably saved my season in the end. Nico Hines, a massive score of 185. Just, uh, as I said, put the Sharks on his back and really showed that if we're picking a draft today for tomorrow, Nico's probably the the first, if not the second pick overall. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? We, we both probably potted him a little bit in the offseason we thought it was way too much of a risk i guess going to a new team and a new position but he's made us look wrong and he's been amazing lately i wish he was my good as well but unfortunately not uh, my good is james tedesco playing really good i've held him pretty much the whole season apart from one week but uh he's high scored the other day of the year 126 uh he's flying and uh, he's pretty much carrying the roosters on his back at the moment he is, and uh, it's probably about time that the uh, the Roosters and Teddy showed a bit of form. And like they have at different stages throughout the year, when you doubt and when you write them off, um, they just come back and they find a way. And Teddy probably epitomizes that with a hat-trick there last week against the Titans. That was almost uh, my bad for the week because obviously not owning Teddy, a lot of the others did go to Teddy last week. I went to Turbo. I'm not going to be disappointed with having Turbo this week, I'll say. But my bad for round nine has to be the fact that Katoni Staggs only scored 12 points. I still can't seem to catch him. The weeks that I've played him, he gets under 20 or mid-30s, and then the weeks I don't, he scores 100. And the fact that Payne Haas is back now in round 10 after just missing last week. So traded him out last week thinking he could be gone for two, three, maybe four weeks. Uh, not to be the case, he's back for round 10. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I feel like he injured that shoulder a week before he was out sort of thing, and then he tried to play and he injured it again. So... Like, who knows? Hopefully, for his sake, he doesn't injure it again. And, yeah, Staggs, I agree. He seems to play quite well to the naked eye, but he just hasn't been scoring well on a few occasions. Uh, my bad would be Nathan Cleary. I guess even champions have to have an off week. Uh, he only got 40. Vice-captain for me, so I was hoping to maybe get a loop out of him, but uh, definitely wasn't the case the other night. It wasn't. And now let's get into this. The ugly for mine it has to be Satili Tupanua. I know you flirted with the idea of trading him in last week. In fact, you even might have. Uh, I think you settled on Angus in the end, actually. Um, but Satili Tupanua. Now, I don't know what's going on with the Roosters. First, it was Angus to fill the brunt of the bench. Now it's Satili. Came on, and I don't think he gets on, if not for that Sam Walker HIA. And I, I'm I'm thinking the way that the Roosters were playing in that game last week, Robbo might have been inclined to keep him on the bench the whole 80 and give him a freshen up. But he got on for 15, 20 minutes, didn't play much time, and I think in the end he scored about 11 or 12 Supercoach points. So for mine, that has to be my ugly of the week. Yeah, you didn't see that one coming. It was impossible to. He's been one of the better players this year. Maybe he was just being given a little rest. Uh, my ugly would have to be what we started the show with, the Pappenhausen injury. Had him captain the other day. He still turned out, I think, 70-odd. But when you see Hines uh, the next game later go 100 better, <laughs> it was a tough watch. It hurts. And I guess a saving grace for you in that is the fact that he scored with his final play. If he was subbed off at half time, I think he was probably on about 45-50 at that point. So 
um, maybe a little bit better off even than what you could have been uh, at the end of round nine. That's where we leave that there. But before we push on to round 10, let's just bring up our personal results from last week. Of course, you see this on your screen if you are watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us uh, on the podcast and such, we encourage you to head on over to YouTube. Uh, myself, the Buds Battlers, scored 1292 last week. Decent enough score and a small green arrow there, so pushing upwards. But uh, Tommy, you've fallen out of the top 1,000 and probably largely in part to uh, the fact that you didn't have Nico Hines last week. Yeah, before the last game of the round, I thought I was on track for a pretty good score and consolidate my top 1,000 spot. But yeah, Nico took it right away from me, so we'll bounce back this week. We will. Uh, but let's look at this, actually, before we do move on to round 10. We'll just recap all of those results uh, on your screens here now. Of course, it kicked off with probably one of the more surprising results last week, at least not maybe not the result, but the scoreline in the end. 12 points is all the Rabbitohs managed against the Broncos. Uh, Adam Reynolds inspiring in that one. Uh, we'll chat uh, Adam Reynolds and Souths and geez, wouldn't they love him back, uh, the Bunnies, if they could uh, just get him back. Uh, the Raiders, your Raiders, Tommy, 14 points to four victors over the Bulldogs. Scrappy game. What do you make of that one? One of the great exhibitions of rugby league we've seen. Um, it was pretty tough watch, even for a Raiders fan. It was it was hard going. The game after though, Panthers Eels, that was one of the best of the season so far. The Eels getting the job done, twenty two points to twenty. Uh, on Saturday, all eyes were on probably Tommy Turbo. You'd have to say they beat Man, uh, they beat the Tigers, thirty six twenty two did Manly and uh, the Roosters that we just mentioned forty four to sixteen over the Titans. Your Knights, Ryan, another loss there. Uh, 36-16, what'd you make of that one? Yeah, tongue-in-cheek, and it's funny because we'll get to the Knights. I know I've bagged them out every every week to this point. I actually think they're in for a big week this week. I think they can win. Um, but before we get into this week, as we say, the Knights, as bad as that scoreline looks, I don't think they were horrible. And it was probably one of their better performances. I know they didn't, you know, a lot of passes went to hand. But they showed signs that things are... are they're not all bad in Newcastle. There's a lot of bad. It's not all bad. Um, I think they can win this week. We'll get to that very, very soon. Uh, before we do, let's uh, finish this one off. Of course, the Storm, too good for the Dragons. 42 points to six last Sunday. Uh, Cameron Munster, before we gloss over that, I know we spoke a lot about Ryan Pappenhausen there in the, I guess, the sour note to come out of that. But the positive for the Storm is just how good that Cameron Munster's playing and he's making everyone else him, uh, around him better as well. Yeah, we've said it on a few occasions how much, you know, we spoke him up pre-season and how much his coach talked him up and he was a changed man and whatnot. And he's definitely proven that with his performances and his scoring. So, yeah, awesome work. And the round obviously finished with uh, the Sharkies beating the Warriors. 29 points to 10 with just 12 players. So that was a pretty good effort from them. Well done to uh, Troy Roosters Pack. He still shows the way here. Slight drop uh, overall, now down to fifth from, I think it was sixth, or it was maybe even up from sixth to fifth, uh, very close second anyway. Second one point. Second maybe last week. I knew there was something. Yeah. So anyway, the high-flying uh, Troy still leading the way here, of course, in our overall group. Uh, proudly brought to you by Top Tippers, 576-855. You can still join that one. Uh, not too late. Just uh, find it under your leagues if you haven't already exhausted that under your uh, groups. In fact, uh, $500 to the winner. And, of course, we haven't said this often, but second place will take home an NRL jersey of their choice as well. So uh, good incentive if you're not leading that comp to stick around and try and knock Troy off that perch of his. Tommy, before we get into this... Um, our listeners and some listeners in the Supercoach community, they're getting a double dose of Tommy Hudson this week, maybe even a triple dose inside the last seven days because 
you did some of your best work on Sunday uh, evening with uh, Addo, uh, Adriana Soros, uh, the podcast. And, mate, I had to listen to it. I think you're better off without me. You might uh, might have to watch my back here because you might take me over. Two Raiders fans going at it on Sunday night. No, it was good to uh, have a chat with Addo. I, had, I didn't really know him before this season, but uh, it's one of the perks of the Supercoach community, I guess, on, on Twitter and Instagram. You, you meet a lot of new people, so it was a good chat. Yeah, of course, you can uh, follow that podcast. Just search it wherever you get yours. After you've done here, go and listen to uh, that one if you need any more Tommy Hudson in your life. Uh, of course, you can subscribe to us, Supercoach365 on YouTube and across the podcast as well. Socials at Supercoach365. Before we get into round 10, no better time to do this. To quote the weekly rubdown boys, crack them if you got them. <laughs> ah, it's a beautiful sound. Okay, let's kick it off. Round 10. There you go. Bulldogs and the Knights. Now, I did say there that this is probably one of the, the lesser games of the round, but I think there's some hope here for Newcastle. Uh, they get a couple of names back in Barnett and Clune. Uh, still no sighting of Frizzell, no Kurt Mann, no Gagai. So still down on troops, but uh, if they're going to win a game, it could be this one against the Dogs. Yeah, definitely could. And you look at their last three games, the Knights, I think it's been the Eels, Storm and Cowboys, you know, three of the most informed teams in the comp. So... Definite dropping grade, but I think both teams will see it as a, as a winnable game for sure. For the Bulldogs, for Taylor Mariners back in the extended reserves, good to see, uh, I guess, him back and the chance of playing. Hasn't played for some time. I don't know if he got a game in last year, in fact, so could be his first time out since 2020. Seems an eternity ago. The Bulldogs, they were pretty disappointing, I thought, in that loss to the Raiders. Not only the way they played, but... I guess they just came into the game with a bit of hype on the back of a good win against the Roosters. A brilliant win, even, you'd go as far to say, and just couldn't back it up. And that has been their case for some time. I think I put up a post on the Instagram last week that they hadn't won back-to-back games since August 2019. So, yeah, there's, there's just something there at the dogs where they can't seem to string it together for two weeks in a row. No, exactly right. And you, I think you look at this team and it's quite strong in parts, uh, the dog side, I think. Uh, but they just, yeah, they can't put it together. Like you say, we were terrible really the other night and we still managed to keep them to four points. So the Knights will be buoyed by that. And uh, I think whoever loses this, that coach will be under a fair bit of pressure. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago we did our origin squads and we had uh, names filling around the left centre role, Steph Crichton, Katoni Staggs, maybe Talakai even. Is Burton playing himself into a bit of form? Is this a game where he can sort of stand up and play that role where he announces himself, particularly now on the back of that injury to Pappenhausen? Maybe that 14 role even becomes open for Burton more so than the centres. But he needs to look at a big game here and a chance to do it against some origin uh, representative quality in Ponga and Clemmer and uh, some of these other names for Newcastle. Yeah, well, it's no better stage to do it than a, a magic round against a weakish opposition. But... I don't know, I feel like he's a bit out of sight, out of mind at the Dogs, maybe. Uh, but he is a smoky, you know, there's a definitely a vacancy there. Uh, the Knights obviously get back Adam Clune this week. I don't think actually Hoy and Crossland were that bad the other day. I was probably expecting worse, but Adam Clune back. Ponga was pretty good the other night, I think you'd even have to admit. Um, so, yeah, I think if they can produce that effort again, they're a good chance. There's not a lot of super coach uh, relevant players, I'd have to say, also. No, so let's push on past that. The Knights, $2.15 head-to-head, in from $2.30. 
this afternoon. $1.72, the Bulldogs. So dogs favourites in this one, but can go either way. The over-under, expecting some rain up there in uh, Brisbane as well, 34.5. So uh, a low total there, but, I mean, we saw last week Raiders and the Dogs. It, it didn't even get beyond 20 total points, so even that could be too much there. Anytime try scorers, you'd be a brave man to put uh, money on, on this market knowing that points will be at a premium. But Josh Adokar, $2.02. Uh, and for the Knights, their favoured way, Dom Young, $2.43. So you mentioned Ponga there, laid on a good try for his outside man, Young, last week. Maybe we see that again. Yeah, like you said, it's tough to find a try scorer. I like the Knights at just head-to-head, $2.15 with top sport. It's probably a coin flip game, really, and you're getting a decent price about them there. So uh, go with them, but definitely gamble responsibly in this game. Now, of course, yeah, I mean, gamble responsibly is by not In every gambling. game. Yeah, every game, in fact. <laughs> Anyway, um, of course, no footy till Friday. So that one kicks us off Friday night. No Thursday night game this week. Uh, and the main game on Friday, the next one to follow, uh, of course, the uh, the home team here, Manly, up against the away team, the Broncos, at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, the favoured way here in the market, at least with topsport.com.au, Manly, $1.67. They're expected to back it up. The Broncos, I think they've played some pretty good footy at home. And just a couple of weeks ago at Suncorp, uh, managed to shock the Sharks. So $2.22 outsiders on really their own deck, getting three and a half start as well. So could be a smoky upset here in the Broncos. They're not deterred by betting markets. We saw that last week against Souths. No, exactly right. And they, like you're saying there, yeah, they really love these games at Suncorp, these Friday night blockbusters, if you will. And this is a big game as well, Manly. You know, Magic Round, Manly are a pretty good side. I think they'll be right up for this Brisbane. Um, you know, Josh Schuster, which... It's disappointing because I think he would have been a popular trade and he obviously was admitted last week before the game against Wests. Uh, Ola Kowatu is back though, which is good. And I think both him and probably Ruben Garrick will be popular trade-ins this week given that uh, they play the buy round in uh, three weeks' time. Yeah, particularly um, Garrick. I mean, he's got that higher ceiling with Turbo back. Helps his game as well. Ola Kowatu was in try-scoring form. I think we even tipped him up this time last week and saying he would score a try against the Tigers. Didn't end up playing, but... Uh, It'd be, again, a brave man to bet against him scoring a try running off uh, Daly Cherry Evans. Some other team news for the Broncos. Paddy Carrigan goes back into lock with that news of Payne Haas returning. And Kurt Capewell expected to run out in this game as well after missing last week. So that Broncos forward pack suddenly looks like, uh, you know, it's shoring itself up. There's probably three origin names there in Carrigan, Capewell and Haas. Um, it's going to be tough for, for Manly to get over them here and... I guess that star power that they've brought up to the club in Adam Reynolds. We saw that last week. Uh, we touched on it at the top of the podcast tonight of how much Souths would love to have their, their former number seven back because he's just in, in a rich vein of form. Yeah, he definitely he's carried them the last few weeks. But like you say there, their four-pack is really firing. And I have to give you great credit for your pickup of Paddy Carrigan pre-season. I was probably sceptical of what you were doing, but... The other day, you know, with Haas's absence, I think he got in the 90s, Pat Garrigan. So it was an awesome performance. Uh, but yeah, this game, I think it, on paper, we probably think, you know, Manly, players like Turbo are going to go big. But is this really a flat track? Do you think the likes of Tom Trevojevic, we should be putting the VC or captain on him? If you're holding him or you're bringing him in this week, I think you have to, purely at the price of his, his asking price. Um, I don't see how you have him in and not vice him, unless you're running Hines at fullback and Cleary at your halves. Um, just doesn't make sense to me to have a player with his ceiling and you're not at least having a look at him as a vice-captain. 
Question I put here, are teams better prepared for turbo this year? Now, it seems an obvious one and probably goes hand in hand with the question you asked there. Well, do we burn a VC or do we burn a captaincy on turbo early in the week? Because if he's getting wrapped up, he's not getting the scores he used last week. We know he's, oh, sorry, last year. We know he's big ceiling, but we're still really yet to see it this year. Are teams better prepared second time around? Perhaps, yeah, because let's be honest, if you're you've got Manly in a week's time and you're the coach. There's only one name on the team sheet really, isn't there, to shut down or him and maybe DCE. But I think perhaps they are shutting them down better. Uh, this is a good game for Turbo, but then they have two hard games after that Manly. So I think owners would want to see you know a big score this week. Speaking of that name, Travojevic on the team sheet, we'll see three of them again this week. Uh, particularly, I guess, focus around not only Tom, but uh, more so his little brother, Ben, because... Burbo, I think he's going to be a popular trade in this week. Has the lowest break even uh, across the game this week at minus 51. Uh, and the young winner, winger, rather, Tui Pelotu, a close second or third in that uh, list at minus 32. So a couple of these outside backs at Manly scoring tries. And I think Benny, uh, Benny Turbo, Burbo, I think he's going to head the list of trade-ins this week. He's going to be popular. Yeah, it was a breakout game for him last week. He played really well. Uh, Tui Pelotu is playing pretty consistent footy as well and when you have those two you got Garrick Oli Kawatu, and then you got you, you factor in that Manly play round 13 mm. at home to the Warriors this they're going to be really popular this side over the next few weeks just purely for those reasons anything try scorers wise here um, as I said $1.67 favourites the Seagulls Broncos $2.22 the start three and a half I don't really like to the start there I don't think uh, I'd be going that way if I was having a bet on this one uh Turbo heads the list here, $1.96. I think Garrick's probably the way to go. We saw even last week Turbo was shut down, but it's very hard to shut them down right across the park. It wasn't that Travojevic to Garrick pass, which we were expecting. It's Kieran Foran getting his hands on the ball still. Uh, they just got threats all down that left side, so I'd be going Ruben Garrick, $2.23 anytime, I think. Yeah, I'm with you there, actually. I thought he should, probably should be shorter than Tommy T. I think Tommy T is better at drawing them in than actually going himself these days anyway so yeah I'll, I'll go with you there mate back us up there back up the trucks Garrick now we're both on him we probably <laughs> won't touch the ball anyway uh, next game here first game on Saturday of course the first of three and uh, the Warriors and the Rabbitohs the Warriors and the Rabbitohs two of the more disappointing teams from round nine it must be said in different ways uh, the Warriors up against the 12-man Sharks just couldn't get it done and the, the rudderless, the directionless Rabbitohs, again, against the Broncos, looked out of their depth, really, which we didn't think we'd be saying because they went into the game as firm favourites. Uh, the Warriors here, they get Tohu Harris back, so a big inclusion, and Cody Nikarima has uh, left the club, of course, goes to the Rabbitohs. So funny we see yeah, Cody could come up and, and his name to come up against his old team as recent as this week. Yeah, let's talk about that first. I found it an interesting signing. Um, like I think he's a decent, you know, 14. But mm. who does he come on for in the setup? Because Damien Cook's an 80-minute player, really. Uh, does he come on maybe at lock in the, in the absence of Cameron Murray? Yeah, and I think we saw it with Benji last year. Like, he still came on and played 50, 60 minutes in that roaming role. We've seen it again at... at other clubs at different stages, even Kurt Mann, you think, coming on and playing 13 or, or being named to start in 13 with similar sort of qualities there to Nikarima. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I've also got here in the sheet for, for discussion, when Taff is there, when Walker is there, and Elias and Cook in the in the spine, it's just not clicking. So when Latrell's fit, and they still have that Taff uh, utility factor there, 
Again, how does it work? Because when Latrell's fit and goes back to fullback without question, he's Taft the 14, he's Nico the 14. It's a strange signing, I think. But I think there is upside there, particularly for Cody. I think he needs to prove himself in a in a system, and Souths could be it. Yeah, it will be interesting once Latrell comes back. I thought maybe Blake Taft could be moved to halfback, but I don't know. I don't think either Taft or Ilias have really played well at all this year. So, And they're really hurting Cody Walker's, I guess, ability to dominate the game. What are you making of the Warriors? I, I I know you've sort of been critical of Newcastle this year, but I'm starting to be like that with the Warriors. I honestly think they're a great chance to get in the spoon. They've won four games, but four dodgy wins. And the other day, you know, to to lose 13 plus to a team with 12 players for the whole game almost, yeah. it's awful. The quality of Sean Johnson and even Walsh, I know he can be streaky at times, but when you have the one, the seven, uh, the forward pack of Lodge and AFB against 12 men for 70 minutes. They should be winning, not losing by 19 like they did. So, yeah, very disappointing. I know you were on the Dragons in the preseason for the Spoon, but, yeah, uh, if you're having a little saver, the Warriors probably not a bad team to to uh, even up that ledger on because they, they do look in all sorts. The only positive for them, though, is that the the uh, the plane home to Auckland is, is fast approaching. Um, but that's maybe where their heads are at, even, because that's the way they played last week. They just looked disinterested for, for a lot of that game. Yeah, it was a tough watch for those fans, and especially if you didn't know Nico Hines. <laughs> um, just a quick one, too. Harris, obviously, coming back here after an extended injury layoff. Uh, would you be rushing getting back in? I suppose one of his main selling points is that he plays the buy round, but you probably want to watch him for a couple of weeks first. Yeah, 30 years old, coming back off an ACL. We've seen it already with Luke Keery this year. It's taken a few weeks to warm up. Uh, we've seen it even in the past. Um, these these big names coming back off injury, it just doesn't sort of go the way that we think or hope it will. And Tohu's so reliant on his minutes as well. I know he's named to start on an edge here, but if he is interchanged or, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be diving into him so quickly yet. Have a look at him for a couple of weeks, uh, see how his price fluctuates. We've already seen it across the board these bigger, more expensive players from last year, in the, mo- in the most part, their prices have gone down initially before then um, bouncing back a little bit. So Tohu probably falls into that category of uh, a former gun. Give him two weeks, have a look, and then, as you say, round 13, Warriors will be there. So it could be a good time to get him in uh, at that first bye week. Yeah, definitely watch and act with him. Uh, what are we doing betting-wise here with Top Support, mate? I think minus 6.5 the line for Souths. At a dollar ninety, I probably would lean towards them just getting over the Warriors late. I also think maybe the over thirty eight and a half. I know it's meant to rain, but I feel like these two teams don't have a lot of resolve defensively. Yeah, I don't know about result really. I, I wouldn't have tipped uh, the Rabbitohs to lose last week to the Broncos. I'm just going to have something a little bit fun here from left field. Cody Nikarima anytime four dollars thirty. Just give me that. I don't know. I just feel there's going to be a story this week. It could be that um, Cody coming up in his first week against his old mob after just packing his bags and and finding a try because he is a quality player. We know on his day he's a good player. Whether he's a six or seven and nine or fourteen, I don't know. Maybe Cody's still yet to find out. Um, gets a chance to find out at Souths anyway. Uh, the next game on uh, Saturday, the Gold Coast Titans up against the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. A couple of changes here, Tommy, for the Titans in the team list. Jaden Campbell back, Will Smith out, and Brimson back to six. Yeah, well, they ran with this at the start of the year and it didn't really work. And I thought Brimson looked a bit better at fullback maybe, but you know they reverted back to the old system. I don't know. Do you think it's going to work out in their favour? I don't think Holbrook knows what to do at the moment. No, I don't know. It's just shuffling the deck chairs, isn't it? Because 
I mean, uh, Campbell's been fit for the last two or three weeks. He just has been, hasn't been picked. So if he's not the answer two weeks ago, why is he the answer now on the back of a couple of big uh, defeats? Probably even a little bit unfair on, on the young kid. Uh, $1.95 the Titans. So the Dragons are favourites here coming off that big loss at the hands of the Storm. The Dragons, they're pretty much unchanged. And I've got here in the notes, I don't think they were that bad against the Storm last week. Sounds silly because they were beaten by 36, but... I mean, probably some other teams would have been beaten by 46, 56. So, yeah, I can see why they're favourites here. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought they were decent uh, last week against Melbourne. That first half, they really they stuck with them. Uh, I think it just got away late, as it does with a lot of teams, like we say. So, look, I would put a line through that form a little bit because this is a lot easier. So, I think they might be uh, liking their chances here. Probably not a lot. From a super coach point of view, I guess Will Smith is out, which no one has him, but I had him. He was a little pod for me for round 13, and he's gone. I'm hoping he's injured and he comes back, but that's no good. Uh, for the Dragons, not a lot doing really. I probably think, in terms of a bet here, but this is one of my better bets of the weekend. Ravalawa and Lomax both to score a try. If you watched the Roosters Titans last week, pretty much every try was down the Titans' left edge. If we can see some Lomax and Ravalawa magic, they'll be scoring for sure. Mate, I shit you not, I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to do a little same gamer, <laughs> that, that right side. Lomax at $3. No, that's fine, mate. We can both get on. We'll be drinking the spoils on Saturday night. Um, Lomax and Ravalawa. Look, even just give me one of them. Lomax at $3.05. Let's not get greedy. Um, the gifted one, Zaki, I think he can just make way down that uh, right side. And I think as it is on the team list, Esan Masters will play left centre. Is that correct? I think they've had a change there in the centres. So, um, Asako is back as well, I think. So, uh, Marju gone. So, yeah, some disruption there in the outside backs anyway. Uh, give me Lomax at least, and maybe Ravalara is a little bit of a cherry on top. Um, nothing else here for mine. Like you say there, there's probably not too many Supercoach-relevant players uh, to, to dive into. I will just say, though, Toby Sexton, he's just been so disappointing this year. Um, he was spoken up in the preseason as an answer or, or if you were playing away from Cleary at halfback in your classic teams. He's just failed to live up to the hype. But nothing on nothing on him, I don't think. I think he's just not getting the, the role of the game. He's that sort of fast, free-flowing, front foot, foot sort of footy player and the Titans forwards just haven't let him do it. Yeah, and it's just hard to be a young halfback in a team with, you know, they don't have any senior leaders. They get dominated most weeks through the middle. So he really doesn't stand much of a chance, unfortunately. Let's move on. Now, this was supposed to be the grand final preview, at least uh, the centerpiece of the weekend, the Storm and the Panthers. Look, it's missing some firepower without Ryan Pappenhausen there, but it'll still be a great game, you'd imagine. Uh, Nick Meany moves to fullback, and on the back of that news of Pappenhausen out for some time, he can really lock down that number one jersey and the goal kicking particularly as well for the Storm. I think he kicked them quite well on the weekend there. $2.25 outsiders here at Melbourne and Penrith $1.66. Not often do they lose two games in a row, the Panthers. Strap yourself in, mate. I think even despite Paps out, this will be a great game. Um, Melbourne's attack versus Penrith's defence. It's going to be awesome to see. Well, where do you even start with Melbourne, really? You know, like you look across the board, Supercoach scoring has been unbelievable. Does Nick Meany turn into last year's Nico Hines? That's the big question, I think. I think the only difference, and the only reason why I say no is because perhaps his confidence is still going to be there. Well, hope, well, we think it is when he comes back from this knee slash hamstring. The concussions was a whole different story. And then Nico, I mean, we know what Nico's gone on to do this year. I don't think Nick Meany's got that quite a ceiling, but um, 
no, he can definitely make some money there. I don't think the fixtures um, beyond this week, you'll probably be able to tell me the Storm. I don't think they have the easiest run. They don't play round 13 as well. So that's probably a slight knock on getting Meany in. But he has made a stack of cash, and he's probably poised to do a little bit more. Yeah, he's not not a must-buy by any means, but I just think he's worth a watch. And obviously, in draft comps, I suppose a lot of people would have him already, but he's probably hot property now. Uh, for the Panthers... Scott Sorensen is back in. What did you make of them the other night? I didn't think they were terrible against the Eels, but maybe they had one eye on this game. Probably, and I think I heard somewhere today, it's probably hard to be up week on week on week, and we saw them a little bit flat against the Titans uh, in round eight. They come back home, probably expected just to keep that winning run or that streak at home intact, and just met an Eels side that came to play, um, full of energy and effort, enthusiasm. We know the Eels, when they're on, they are probably one of those uh, real premiership heavyweights. We just don't see it often enough from the Eels, like we do the Panthers, like we do the Storm. I've got here as well Penrith. Only one back-to-back loss uh, or one consecutive defeat last season. That was obviously in rounds 13 and 14, so origin-affected period. Uh, and they didn't lose back-to-back in 2020 at all. So phenomenal. Going back to really 2019, since they've lost back-to-back games with their full complement. Yeah, unbelievable. And this, this game is going to live up to the building, I really think. Just one more on Supercoach sort of thing. Isaac Tago continues to struggle. I think he only got 34 the other night. I think it was, a, I guess, a toss-up last week. People wanted to get rid of him or May, maybe. May 96. So I guess you've answered the question there. You're going to probably stick with Taylor over Tago if you, if you can get rid of one of them. Yeah, and the answer to that question as well is that, yes, To'o and... Um... Taylor May, sorry, can coexist in the same team. Don't take away from to- oh, no tries and still manage to pump out 75. And that probably is where uh, Isaac Tungle falls down a little bit there because May and to- oh, do get in, do do that sort of base work. Uh, and there is only really so many runs that those back five men can have. And Dylan Edwards, phenomenal again, continues to just um, announce himself as a premier fullback in the competition. No longer is he one of those names that's underrated or not in the category of a um, you know, top three, top five fullback because on his day, yes, he doesn't have the highlight moment, but he does everything that Panthers team uh, needs him to do for them to be successful. Yeah, he's he's the ultimate team player. I think exactly right there. He's he's probably still a bit underrated. I think just what he offers to that side. Dollar sixty six favorites, Panthers two dollars twenty five. The Storm. I feel like I know Paps is a huge out, but we saw last year the Storm can really they can still exist without Pappenhaus. And I know Hines is a great player, but I feel like most of their momentum through the middle is gathered through Munster and Harry Grant, and they're yep. still there. So I think they might be a little bit of value. We've even seen uh, Grant get out to six at times when Brandon's come on or when Wishart's come on and allows Munster to sort of go into that fullback role. Uh, I think of that game against Newcastle when I think it was uh, maybe Pappenhausen even went off early. Um, and Munster went back to fullback and the inside ball, I think it was from Grant, actually was against the Warriors, um, and Munster really played that fullback role and eventually, ironically, tipped it on to Meany for a try. So um, you've answered the question there that they don't really lose a hell of a lot, as stupid as that sounds, with arguably their best player out. Exactly right, and I, I thought this would still be you know, a bit more of a toss of the coin. So, yeah, I'd be going with the Storm here at the odds, but, yeah, what a game it's going to be. Three games to get through. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat the Raiders and the Sharks as well as those two other games to round out 
uh, Magic Round. We'll talk captains as well. We'll give our team updates, and we're going to answer your questions, and there's plenty of them. Origin just around the corner, and by planning, it starts now. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, Supercoach365 podcast, proudly brought to you again in season 2022, uh, thanks to topsport.com.au, of course. Um, look, plenty of markets up, not only for round 10, Tommy, we've gone through uh, a few of them already, also the futures markets, and this is usually the point of the show where we check in on some of those. We start with the premiership favourites, at least the, the favourites in the market. Uh, the Panthers, $3, probably the preferred way at this stage. Still, you'd think the Storm, $3.40. And then a big drop to Parramatta at $8 and the Sharks at 10 So a team and a racing two at the moment, you'd think, but it's probably a little bit of value there going off what we saw at the weekend uh, from the Eels and the Sharks at 8 and $10 respectively. Well, I really thought the Eels wouldn't do much this year to be honest but they've beaten both Pe- melbourne and penrith away from home so you have to say just on that eight dollars is probably value um my probably futures bet of the week at the moment is the warriors as i mentioned before to most uh sorry least season wins 13 dollars at the moment they're only two wins ahead of current last place and i just think they're going shocking i know they do go back home which might help but yeah. uh I think $13 is a good price. Yeah, purely at the price. We love betting at a price. Uh, for what it's worth, the, the Bulldogs' favourite still in that market, $3.30. The West Tigers out to $3.60. We say that because only two or three weeks ago, they were $1.50 favourites. You just couldn't touch that. Uh, and quickly, before we move on from this, the State of Origin Game 1 markets are up as well. New South Wales, I couldn't believe this when I saw it today. $1.35 favourites. Queensland, $3.20 outsiders given... What we've heard today with Cam Murray, big part in that uh, Blues setup, and Pappenhausen as well, he probably would have found his way into 14, if not uh, 18th man at the very worst. So uh, New South Wales still holding firm favourites in the market. Yeah, I like Queensland a lot. I, I, sounds like you do too. Uh, no Pappy if he was going to play, but no Murray and no Latrell Mitchell. Big outs from last year's series, and I think Queensland players, their key players, they're all in form. Yeah, I mean, besides Turbo... And, you know, you could maybe say Cleary even. Uh, I mean, Latrell was their best player. Scored What did he score? A hat-trick and then a double. Um, so, yeah, big out, Latrell. Uh, we've seen that already at Souths uh, this year as well. So uh, all of those markets, as we say, topsport.com.au. You can check those out. Uh, and if you are having a bet, please do so responsibly. Uh, talking of responsible, the Sharks. I don't know how I'm going to segue from that, but I think let's just keep going. The Sharks, incredible last week. Uh, talking irresponsible, this is how I'll segue it. $1.28, the Sharks. Now, they were $1.35 just uh, a few hours ago, so someone has been not too responsible. They've got on already this afternoon. They've seen the team list. They haven't been deterred by the fact that Nico Hines has gone to one. Uh, and, of course, uh, Tracy into the centers on the back of Ramian being suspended. Uh, and that man, Braden Trindle, back into jersey number seven. He wore it well last season. He's got uh, a fair jersey to live up to this year because Hines has made it his own. Yeah, well, they don't really lose a lot here, do they? I know they've got Kennedy and Ramian out, but you know, Nico Hines back to one where he was absolutely unbelievable last year. And then Connor, Tra- Connor Tracy comes in in the centres. 
and Ronaldo comes back, it's still a very strong side. Braden Trindle did a good job there, like you say, last year. Uh, they look hot. How do we think Hines' scoring is going to be impacted by playing fullback as opposed to in the seven? I don't think it will, to be honest. Um, I've been asked this a couple of times today, and I'm sure it will be asked again when we check the uh, listeners' Q&A, but I don't think it will. I think the way he played last week, he, I mean, he played fullback for most of the game in defence at least, and when he jumps in, first receiver, second receiver, he's still playing like a one, like a six, seven. It's all about interchangeable in that shark system, and I think that's why we've seen Matt Moylan be so steady in, in that um, in that fold because he was the former fullback now doing it uh, in the number six jersey. On that left side as well, they've been so potent. You mentioned uh, Ronaldo coming back, Talakai as well a couple of weeks ago. But I want to pinpoint Teague Wilton. I think he's been incredible. And to hold out still, uh, Wade Graham, who's back from injury, to hold out the captain, it just shows you how good that this young kid is playing. Yeah, very underrated, but probably starting to get the raps he deserves. Like last year, it was who is that, to be honest? But he's yeah. been awesome uh, so far this year. And his second row partner, if you will, Britain the core has also been pretty good. So, yeah, they're firing on all cylinders. And hopefully for our Talakai owners, I know a lot of people are selling him this week, but I feel like the Raiders are pretty weak defensively quite often. This could be a big opportunity for him. Yeah, I don't know about selling Talakai. We'll get to that uh, towards the back end when we do our trading places. But I'm sure the temptation there is to sell him as his break even gets higher and maybe turn into a, a Papali'i or bringing back Payne Haas potentially or... I don't know. I don't know who you'd go to besides maybe it's someone playing round 13, in fact. But for what he offers, Talakai, we've already been burned a couple of times, you and I, this year by not having him. I'd be hesitant to sell him off quickfire sale just because that BE is slightly getting high because he can hit it in a half. We've already seen that. Exactly right. And even though, you know, last week's score wasn't incredible, he still got 50. It's not like he got 20. Yeah. Like he still did probably par score for a second row or a bit below, but still, it's not bad. Games against the Raiders and Titans the next two weeks, yeah, you'd be brave to sell him, I think. Now, for the uh, Raiders, some sad news, I guess, with uh, Jared Croker. Uh, out for a couple of weeks first game back it was for him I thought he did his role like defensively he was okay he made a couple of plays like cleaning up at the back to save tries that's what Jared Croker is all about uh, but they lose a little bit there because Chris goes into the centers maybe not a natural defender in the centers I'm not sure question I got for you is how do they use Savage off the bench when Starling is there too we've seen it a couple of times this year and it just hasn't worked but they're persisting with it yeah I don't know in short I've got no idea I guess it's injury coverage in case one of the back five go down we've at least we've got savage on the bench but i don't see a lot of uh a lot of point to it i just look at the back line of the sharks compared to the raiders and it, it's very scary for a raiders fan i think we tried to grind our way to victory last week against the dogs and you can do that against the dogs but mm. we're not gonna be able to do that against the sharks so i really can't say anything but a, a dominant sharks win here Sharks $1.25 head-to-head, Raiders $4, the line $11.50, ninety. you'll get for both of those. thing to watch here, as we've already sort of touched on a little bit, uh, is the weather that will hang around. And importantly to note for Supercoach, particularly captaincy choices, this game kicks off at 1.50pm on Sunday. So not your traditional 2pm Sunday kickoff. Important for lockouts and looping and, and even captaincy choices. If you are going Nico Hines, which I'd say a lot of people will, Tommy, maybe even yourself, if you do go trade him in, we'll, uh, we'll check that out later, as we say. But he will be a popular trade-in. The question I got for you, and you sort of already asked it, but how is he affected by going back to one? Does it even help him scoring? you think could it make him even better yeah well we saw last year how potent he was at the back for melbourne and i 
I don't think it'll make a difference. Like you kind of said earlier, he's still goal kicking. He'll still be very involved in their attack. So I wouldn't really put it into your mind when you're considering whether to captain him or not. Will he goal kick? I know he's been pretty good. Hasn't been perfect. Braden Trindle back can kick and we know that. So I don't know. It'd be scary if you captain Hines and he wasn't goal kicking this week. Oh, imagine that. Trindle just yeah. steps up. You'd, you'd be, he'd be, you know, banging your head a little bit. But I feel like... Um, if you know Trindle's only going to be here temporarily, mm-hmm. I feel like they wouldn't want to just disrupt Heinz's progression as a goal guard. I don't know. I'm probably hopeful because you'll see why soon. I think Heinz seems the type as well that loves to to take that responsibility on. Like even when we saw it last year at Melbourne, when Paps was back in the team, he's like, no, 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 I'll still kick him. And Paps was, you know, all but flawless to start the year uh, off the tee. Uh, you mentioned some some players there. Ronaldo back on the left. He'd probably be the favoured way in the try scorers. Uh, if, as we have a look at it, in fact, he is uh, to score a try at any time. Ronaldo a dollar eighty three. Katoa he's opposite flank dollar eighty four. And uh, well, Nico Hines two dollars thirty three. Now that's short, but playing fullback um, probably reason why he's not his usual three dollars fifty quote when he's playing seven. Yeah, I'll go with Sifatella guy. He hasn't scored. For a couple of weeks now, two dollars thirty. He'll be running it either Chris or Tomoko, and either way, he's probably going to steamroll them. If you like two for Talakai, we've seen him score in bunches already. Uh, you will get seven dollars, so uh, not a bad way of looking at it there. And again, if we talk of him reaching uh, reaching his break even, he's going to have to score a couple of tries uh, this week or maybe even next. Uh, nothing else here for mine though. I think the Sharks do it. They do it well. Uh, whether it's raining or not, they should just be too good. Head to head, they keep on marching on. Next game, now this one, the 4 p.m. kickoff on Sunday, the Roosters and the Eels. Uh, some news here for the Roosters in their spine. Connor Watson named to return at hooker for the injured Sam Verrills, and still looking at the spine. Kieran and Walker, I've got here in the run sheet, just warming back into a bit of super coach relevance. We started the year with them, they let us down. Is it time we start looking back to the Roosters 6 and 7? Yeah, not yet, I wouldn't think, maybe. Um, I just think last week was against, you know, the Titans, pretty weak defense. This will be a better indicator. You know, this is obviously the Storm Panthers' game of the round, but this is a very good game. Roosters-Eels on Sunday afternoon. You, you would love to see Walker and Kiri, you know, step up and really take it to the team who's probably more informed than them. Just some breaking news back on that last game. Uh, Wacko's Whispers, of course, renowned in these supercoach circles, was tweeted, Shark Sifatalakai is set to get Jules 2RF CTW in the next Supercoach update. So, big news there. Um, probably expected that anyway, really. People will be reversing their trades if they had him sold already. <laughs> yeah, that was a big part of the incentive why they did buy him before that Manly game. Uh, and then anyway, he went gangbusters. Back to this one, though. Uh, some of those other cheaper roosters which we could look to and others have looked to in recent weeks. Joseph Suwali, again, uh, scored a couple of tries at the weekend. Uh, minus 14 break even. So he'll be popular still, already making 100000 or he's made 100000 Looks to make more money this week. So uh, Suwali mm. playing round 13 as well. People may look to... He is dual position, of course. So people may go from Paps to Suwali. It's not stupid to say it, maybe. No, not at all. You save a hell of a lot of money and you get a player playing in the buy round. And he probably is starting to look a little bit more like a player that everyone was hyping up. Um Still not the finished package, obviously, but playing fairly well and good score the other day. So, yeah, I don't hate the shout at all. I think he'll be obviously very popular. 
Speaking of cheapies, uh, Sean Russell uh, named on the extended reserves. So some good news uh, for him. Of course, I think he scored a hat-trick in the first half, round one against the Titans, and then broke a couple of ribs, uh, thanks in no small part to Jaden Campbell, who returns this week himself. Uh, for the Eels as well, here's some other news in the team sheets. Jacob Arthur, Mitch Rain, uh, both played New South Wales Cup last week. And uh, look to, well, they're, again, they're in the extended reserves here. But why would you change that winning team? They, they beat the Panthers well last week. The scoreline, pretty narrow in the end. But the way they won was was the way I say that they won well because they had to fight for it. Yeah, they seem to really get up for these big games this year. Obviously, as we said before, you know, beating the Storm and the Panthers. And they've also lost to the Tigers and Cowboys. So they're kind of hard to trust. But this is a big game against the Roosters. And you'd think going off that, they'll probably put their best foot forward. I think it's a bigger game for the Roosters, though, isn't it? Because we've seen the Eels do it against the best teams. We're still yet to see it from the Roosters this year anyway. And this is a game where they can they can really sort of hit back at the critics, and they've had a, a lot of them already this year. If they hit back well with a win, you know, could be two points, could be 20 points. I, I don't think how, how they win matters. They just have to get a win against a big team. And like you say there, the Eels are a big team. Uh, try scorers here, again, you'd probably look towards Tedesco in a rich vein of form. Uh, he is $2.64 any time up against the Eels defense. It's going to be a different challenge for Teddy this week as it was against the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find it hard to pick a try screw here because I actually like quite a lot the unders. Under 40, I just think it'll be the seventh game on Suncorp of the weekend where it's expected to be really wet. And if, you know, it's a big game mentality, I think both teams will be prioritising defence quite a bit. So 40 is a lot of points. Yeah, it does have that sort of second week, third week of the finals feel about it, this one uh, as well. The Roosters will be hoping to bring that form if they are to push on and make a challenge for the title this year. This is a game where they can sort of get themselves back into that conversation alongside the Eels, the Sharks, the Panthers, and of course the Storm. Uh, let's move on, though. Last game of the round here, the Tigers and the Cowboys. The uh, Tigers, not horrible in that loss to Manly. Uh, had to do it the hard way. And again, going to Brookie when it's packed and Tommy Turbo's in full flight or close enough to it, never an easy task. And the Cowboys, they just can, you know, well, they continue to surprise us, don't they? Yeah, they're not having a bad week. They're playing really good footy. And, you know, when, at half time the other night when I were down tonight, so I started to think, oh, maybe it's back to old ways. But, you know, the way they come out in the second half, it was really clinical. So, Great effort by them, and, you know, they're playing so well that the Hammer can't even get in the team. He's on the bench yet again. Yeah, Drinkwater looked to have picked up a little bit of a, well, fears of a facial fracture at some point last week. He had that swollen cheekbone and just turned out to be a shiner. So good news for he, good news for the Cowboys, because he is suddenly such an integral part in their attack, really frees up the likes of Dearden and Townsend to just... Play 40, play what they see because they know they've got that strike out the back if they want to go to drink water. And invariably, he finishes it off drink water, be it uh, you know brilliant pass out to the left into a lungy or he's finding this way to Cole Felt down the right. That's a nice little combination they've got going. Yeah, he's playing so well. Uh, the gunslinger, I think he's called, isn't he? Uh, I probably didn't think he'd go as well as he has, but he's been awesome for them. And much like Manly, I feel like the Cowboys are going to be a team that a lot of people look to in the next few weeks with the buy coming up. Players like Drinkwater, uh, Ruben Cotter, perhaps, although he might be in origin. Jason Tamalolo, definitely. And even like Val Holmes. Uh, there could be players, Tommy Dearden as well, players that play around 13 who could uh, who could go well that weekend. Yeah, suddenly we, we didn't think we'd be looking at the Cowboys, but I think all things considered, and I've, I've had a, quite a long look at it, I will say, just my opinion, I think the Cowboys had the best run from this week up until round 17. 
for those by for those teams playing the bye week. So if you are looking to target teams, the Bulldogs have an okay draw as well. Um, you know, you might toss up between a Tamalola or a, a Pangai Junior, for example. Both dual position forwards, both forwards with high ceilings. I'd probably, if I had to make a choice going off fixtures alone, I'd probably look at Tamalolo. He looks fit as well, Tamalolo. He looks to be getting back to near some of his damaging best. Uh, that's where we'll leave it there in terms of the game by games. But all of that considered, Tommy, let's talk some captains as well because uh, that's going to be a big part of the week. It always is in deciding who to uh, double up as it was last week. Prove. Uh, your undoing in the end. So let's talk some captains. First up, we're going to talk Tom Travojevic, Friday night game against the Broncos. I think you'll be a popular trade in this week, Tommy, given that injury to Paps. Would you uh, be more inclined to put the VC on uh, Turbo, given it is a Friday night game? Yeah, probably that's the second game of the round, uh, the VC, but I definitely see the logic behind it. You know, everyone still remembers his ridiculous scoring last year. He's yet to go massive this year, but he's only played five games. And, you know, Brisbane... Although they're going better, they still at times can be weak defensively. So he's definitely worth thought. I think the fact that he isn't going so well makes this captain's chat that much more important. Because last year it was, you know, VC Hines, C Turbo, or, you know, uh, VC Turbo, C Hines. But the fact that these these guys aren't playing that well, even Cleary we saw last week, a score of 40. Uh, we've seen Cleary score under 50, I think it's three times already this year. Could be wrong. You can check that. But the fact that these big guns, yes, they have high ceilings, but they're not really just hitting these 200s out of the park with consistency like they were last year. The Storm, of, of course, uh, no uh, Pappenhausen this week. And again, a tough fixture up against uh, Cleary's Panthers. So Munster could be an option. But again, maybe we'd be looking around this game entirely if it is a defensive slugout. Yeah, Cleary as well, obviously being one of the best players in the game. But... I think what you said there, they might cancel each other out. You know, usually when Storm play the Panthers, it's a low-scoring grind of a game, and especially if it's going to be rain, it might not be a game, and it is conducive to Supercoach. Okay, so that leaves us, uh, we're going to Sunday then. Nico Hines probably looks the obvious choice on Sunday um, if you're going that way. Again, you mentioned weather, something to consider. And even Hines, the question mark about going back to fullback, we think it won't affect him. Maybe it will. Will he goal kick? We think so, but maybe he won't. Uh, I wouldn't change it personally. Then you get the the uh, Sunday afternoon game, of course, with the Roosters and James Tedesco. Not an easy fixture against the Eels. So, again, all of that considered, Hines probably looks the best way of going, but it's just no sure thing. No, it's a tough round for captains, but I think given that a lot of the big teams are playing each other, uh, Hines up against the Raiders probably will have a high percentage. You'd have to say there's he's had four scores over a hundred this year, mm. another in the nineties. You know he goes big pretty often. And uh, it looks like another chance that he will this weekend. Now, I've got here any others, any beyond sort of the usual suspects that you could look to. I know Payne Haas is named to come back. Probably, again, a vice-captain option early in the week if you're still holding him. Isaiah Papali'i, Harry Grant, some of these other names maybe. Um, Harry Grant, I think he got 130 last week. Uh, and again, uh, over 100 score against the Knights the week before. So he's stringing together some consistency. And even in a game that is tight, Harry Grant, he's probably still going to score well making tackles and always the chance of a line break. So I don't own Grant personally, but I'm almost talking myself into into making him a priority uh, for this week, uh, given the, the lack of other real genuine captain options. Yeah, watching him the other day against the Dragons, he was, I think, easily the best player on the field. And he probably is a safe bet for at least 80 points. Rain, hail, or shine doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, a complete left field one for me was uh, Cody Walker. I know that sounds weird, but 
I don't know, I think against the Warriors in a day game, maybe he can get back to somewhere near his best. Just maybe put the vice on him. Yeah, of course, that game. When's that one? That's on uh, Saturday. Saturday, Arvo. Saturday, 3pm. Okay, so field hopefully uh, not too torn by that point. Uh, and hopefully the weather holds off, although they are expecting a, a lot of rain uh, in southeast Queensland this weekend. Others, again, if you're looking at trade-in options and, and players with ceilings, I know I put him up on the captain's call last week. Some laughed at it. Others could see the merit. Scotty Drinkwater, I'll throw him up again this week against the Tigers. Hasn't been horrible, the Tigers. Uh, we saw that last week. But they did concede 30 points in a loss. And you think Drinkwater's scoring 80, 90 upwards again if the Cowboys are scoring 30 points. He's got his hands on everything they do well. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. If you could, he's the last game of the round two, so you could perhaps vice uh, Hines and Captain Drinkwater if you can work out a loop there. Definitely uh, left field, but I don't hate it. That's what we're all about here, Tommy. Talking of left field, let's get into this, our trading places. You can kick us off this week uh, because I think uh, some trades that won't be left field, uh, a couple of popular picks here. You're bringing in arguably who I think and who, who you think as well will be the most popular trade in this week. Yeah, probably not trades I wanted to make, but I've kind of been forced to. Uh, obviously, Pappenhausen injured four to six weeks, so got to get rid of him at 900k. Straight to Nico Hines, who's probably been the main player I've missed this year. He's, he's uh, hurt me a few times not owning him, so now at least I'm on the train. And the other one, uh, that Broncos player there, if you're watching on YouTube, it's actually Brendan Piacura. Yeah, I probably couldn't recognise him. I had him in from the start of the year preseason just as a as a cheapie, uh, but I have no idea when he's going to play. So I'm going to Ben Trebojevic. I think it's it's hard to make a case not to get Ben Trebojevic this week. Um, obviously, he's going to make a big big amount of money with the low break even, and uh, he's likely to play around 13 as well. So it seems a pretty obvious move. Tommy's Doja cuts there. Uh, 22 remaining trades, three trade boosts remaining, and. Uh, salary there in the bank of $251,200 as well. So, look, uh, I mean, you hate it. I've done it as well already this year. I think I went from Schiller to Tass or someone like that. It feels a bit sideways, but again, it's it's not really because they are making money. You're going to trade them out eventually for someone else, and you may as well um, keep these these green roots flowering while, while there's chance to because you're going to have to cut them down uh, eventually anyway. For me... I've gone this way this week. Ryan Pappenhausen out. I'm joining you. Again, I'll be bringing in Benny Travojevic uh, via a duel with Steph Crichton going to fullback and moving on Lachlan Ilias. He's been a good servant. Hasn't got the raps. And, and I mean, he, it's hard not to compare him to Sam Walker uh, from 2021. And we had these high hopes for Ilias this year. Hasn't hit them, but has made a bit of cash. So allows me to get to Scotty Drinkwater, who I mentioned there. Bring him in maybe one or two weeks too late. But again, I mentioned that Cowboys draw, not only this week, uh, heading into Origin uh, round 13, but also all the way up until round 17. I think uh, Drinkwater, if he holds that spot, which I expect him to do given his form, is uh, still worthy trading in this week. 23 trades remaining, three trade boosts remaining, and $409,500 remaining in the bank. So I'll put a bit of that to work probably round 13 through 18, uh, targeting the run home. No, I love both those trades. I think Pappy is a must-sell, unfortunately, at the moment. Ilias has been disappointing, like you say, and then Benny Trebojevic, you really got to get him in. And Scott Drinkwater, um, he hasn't put a foot wrong, and he plays around 13. Just with that round 13, so Val will be out, we think, with Origin. 
Chad Townsend has kicked goals in the past, but they get a good fixture of the Cowboys that week. Scotty could pick up the goal kicking in round 13 as well, so that could make him even better. Um, just looking at that, looking that far ahead. Maybe a little bit hopeful there as well. Uh, anything else there, Tommy, that we need to touch on? I know you're probably maybe thinking trade boosts. I know you've got three remaining. Have you looked at when you're going to use them? Uh, you've always said round 13, maybe 17, and then one in the bank later in the season. Yeah, I definitely want to have you know at least one or two for later in the year. Uh, I don't know. Five is a lot, so I probably could use one again soon, but I'm more worried about my total remaining trades just being 22. I feel like yeah. I'm going through them pretty quickly, so I want to kind of slow it down a bit. Now, I said this to you off-air last week because I've noticed something you said uh, when we were recording. You didn't know that in the Origin Weeks, you still get one extra trade anyway. So you don't have to trade boost essentially round 13 if you don't want to. You still get three trades. But if you do choose to trade boost on that Origin-affected week, you will get four trades that week. So something to consider when you are planning your trade boosts and your trades for the rest of the season. Uh, a couple of other things to consider. Who you're trading out over Origin, be it Hines, Cleary, Travojevic, maybe Pappenhausen, we've gone early on here. When will you bring them back? So just work backwards. That's I always say work backwards from 18 back to 13 as opposed to 13 through to 18 necessarily because you know you're going to want those guys from 18 to 25 uh, to finish off the year. Make sure you've got the trades and the money to do so. Tommy, let's get into some of this. The uh, listeners' talking points. Big thanks to everyone who's got their questions in, and there are a heap of them. So we might get through a little bit more tonight than we usually do. We've got a bit of time. Um, is Katoni Staggs a sell? This one here through from Alex underscore MRL7. Is Staggs a sell? There's probably temptation to sell him this week. Break even of 84, I think it is, and um, could be in the origin setup as well. Yeah, Origin is something to consider that I probably haven't. Um, this is a big question for me. I was almost going to go from him to Garrick, but I haven't. I, I don't know. I, it's just the nature of the beast with him. He has a big, high ceiling. He does sometimes produce these low scores, but I'm going to stick with him for now. They've got a decent run over the next few weeks, so not yet. Uh, Jai Christie, under, oh, sorry, Jai underscore Christie one says, no, he's got a couple here. Pap injury, we've already spoken about that. Heinz to play fullback, again, we've spoken about that. Uh, another one here from Jai. Brisbane Broncos coming good. So it's sort of just off the back of what we say there about Stags. The Broncos are coming good. It doesn't always translate like we saw Stags last week. What do you get? 12 or 14 supercoach points? I said to you after that game, I actually thought he played really, really well. So just defensive efforts just don't get rewarded, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's been a few times this year where he's only scored, you know, 20 or less, but he's actually played quite well. So it makes it tricky. But then other weeks, you know, he scored two or three and get near 100. So... Yeah, like I said before, I'm sticking with him, but yeah, hopefully, hope for the best there. I'm going to condense a couple of these from uh, Dan Sharpie and Jackson Stew. They say Pappy to Turbo and who to get for Pappy. So a lot of these questions here tonight about Ryan Pappenhausen, if he's a sell and who are we selling to? Kai Smithy again, trading in Turbo for Paps. So it seems to be a popular way this week, going from a proven gun to another proven gun. It's not necessarily a straight swap, though. Given form and given Paps's goal-kicking, you could be inclined to look elsewhere around Turbo if you really want to pod uh, the star of 2021. Yeah, well, I'm in a unique position because I didn't have Hines, so it made it easy for me to go straight to Hines. But for those who have Hines, I don't know. I kind of think Tommy might be a little bit of a... Not a trap, but beyond this week, they've got Eels, Melbourne, and then you're into Origin. So you're not getting a lot of value out of him, maybe. Maybe someone like Scott Drinkwater, a bit cheaper, and he'll play the buy. I will say this, and I agree with you, Reed, Drinkwater. 
if you're trading in Turbo this week, you have to keep him for the rest of the season. You can't trade him out. It just doesn't make sense. You have to make your bed. You lie in it because you bring him in, you're going to have to sort of make do with a makeshift fullback. And as you say there, even when they're, they're playing in that origin period, rounds 14 to 17, he may not back up. So just be mindful of that as well. I'm happy to keep him there as a real, I guess, left field option. People will trade him in and out. I'm not going to trade him out. Nolan Clark says here, Cameron Murray and Ryan Pappenhausen, who should we replace them with? We've already said drink water, turbo, an option. But Cam Murray, let's talk to our refs. Uh, out and out to our ref, no dual position. Who are we bring in for Cam Murray? Uh, out and out to our ref is tricky. Maybe Ola Kawazu from Manly isn't a bad option. I would have said Schuster, but he's not even playing. Uh, I think Tamalo and TPJ. There, I know they're duels for two RFFRF. I think they might be probably top of the pops. They both play that all important round thirteen, and they're pretty consistent scorers. Now, some fun ones here. I'm just, just scrolling up here. Adam Blundell. Surely the boys are going to Magic Ground. I wish. No, we're not. We're not. Maybe next <laughs> We've year. We've got to go next year, I think. I think we said last year this time we'd go next year. I know. So we didn't. Um, sold out that We should organise something next year with uh, some followers or something. I don't know. All right. Let's, let's look at that. That can be a little pre-season um, activity. You and I put our heads together. What can we get the 365ers around? Um, another one here from Blake's Brushworks. Friend of the show, keen listener, always finds his ways into our DMs. Blake says, I have a big wish with a wink emoji. Too many people are ignoring Wishart. What are your thoughts? Blake's big on uh, the son of the gun, Wishart. I don't hate it. It's very left field. Like You don't hear anyone talking about it. But uh, he played well the other day. He came on when Pappenhausen was injured, I think. Actually, no, he played 69 minutes the other day, and he got a score of 61. So pretty good scoring. Look, he'll probably be on the bench most weeks, uh, and he actually might get a run during Origin. So, yeah, it's not not a bad shout. I don't think he's going to be a world beater, though. No, he came on for Remus Smith and played centres. Looked well out of his depth, like, in terms of his height and his his speed. Went on to play a really good game. Now, I say that with a great respect out of his depth, just because, you know, comparing him to Remus, he's so short, and Remus, obviously, you expect that big, tall, lanky, rangy sort of centre. Wishart just isn't that. He's a half-turn hooker, Melbourne turning him to a dummy half like they don't already have enough. Um, but, yeah, as you say there, should get a good run over the origin period. Even if they rest Munster or rest Grant, he can fill in at six or nine. We've even seen him play, um, as we say there, in the centres last week. So that good utility value. Um, could be an option for uh, Blake and some others looking to wish out as a cheapy option uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. Another one here from Oliver underscore Sullivan 7 is Tass Assel. Obviously not named to play this week for the Rabbitohs. Concerning for everyone, including myself, who brought him in last week. Yeah, I don't know if he's a must-sell, but like he doesn't have much of a future. You wouldn't think. They don't even play the buy at the first buy round. He's not in the setup. Uh, yeah, probably. Alex Brigger, Chad Townsend, a cheapy option and plays round 13. He's lost a stack of cash, Chad. Um, I know you're not his biggest fan, but he's, he's certainly doing wonders for the Cowboys. Got a 90 last week, took four tries to get 90. I don't love that. Yes, it's a good score, mm. but, I mean, four tries he had to lay on to get it. Um, some of those other halves, like Hughes and Munster, we see them lay on two, and they've scored 120 upwards. So Townsend, for mine, probably not a buy, but if you're looking pod, we've already said Cowboys, great fixtures. Mm. Oh, he's played. He's played really well. I'll be honest. I was massively critical of his signing at seven hundred fifty k. He's actually been really good. 
But on Supercoach, um, before that 90, he hadn't scored above 40 all year. His average is only 33. So I think that answers the question. Lockie, uh, QW asks us, Teddy or Turbo? Again, assume this is going from Paps. Now, you own Teddy. Tell me why you wouldn't go to Turbo as a Teddy owner. Why would you go towards Teddy? Why wouldn't I go to Turbo from Teddy? No, no, no. Like, if you had the choice, like, as someone who's he's holding oh. Teddy at the moment, why would you not bring in Turbo if you had the choice? I know you're not bringing in either because you've got Teddy and, and now you've gone to yeah. Hines. But if you had to make the choice between these two, why would you go Teddy over Turbo? I just think the the reasons I said before, maybe with Turbo, I, he probably hasn't hit his best form. And then they've got two very hard games after this round against, I think it is the Eels and Storm. So I just think it's a tough little run and then he's into Origin where he may not play a lot during that period. So I'm not that big on Turbo at the moment. All right, two more to finish us up here. Johnny Ranara says, Turbo, Burbo, Meany, list in order, who to bring in. I'd be trading Pappy and someone else. So uh, the two Travojevic brothers and Nick Meany, we've spoken a bit about them already. Yeah, I'd say Burbo is the... Uh the best one to bring in because you're going to make instant cash maybe Meany and then Turbo what do you think yeah I mean I'd prioritise Burbo this week over Meany could have got both um, chose to pocket the cash Turbo again I brought him in last week and as much as I'm sort of disappointed that he's no longer a genuine pot option at full back I'm also not too disappointed as well that a lot of the game will pick him up this week and sort of offset any low scores that he may have got uh, in the coming weeks and, and holding over Origin I think would be a point of difference as well. Some others will trade him out at 13. Uh, I'm going to hold him throughout the period. Um, so going off that, again to answer the question, Burbo, Mini Turbo, I'll probably back you up there as well. Uh, two more here. Connor Grook says, oh, I've traded Haas out. Is it worth bringing him back in before Origin? Again, it just seems like wasting trades that one, but you shake your head. Why would you bring him back in, I'd ask? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, it's just hard to say. I think Broncos have a couple of good games for scoring, but yeah, it's it's probably just a waste with Origin so close. You'd be disappointed as well if he went off early a second time or a third time uh, this week. And not that we wish injury upon him, but a real possibility that shoulder, uh, it is hard to lock down. And last one here. Let's finish it on this one because we could talk about this for a couple of minutes. Shanley1911. Is Harry Grant a must for the season? Now, I said he's a priority. I haven't got him in. He's making money this week. Damian Cook looks to be losing money. So he's getting further and further away from a straight trade from Cook or some of these other options at dummy half. Is Harry Grant a must for the season? Would you bring him in this week knowing that he's going to be out over origin? Yeah, look, this is one I've definitely wrestled with. I, I want to get him because he's playing awesome and Cook's probably not going nearly as well as him. But I just thought of it, origin so close. And before origin, they have the Panthers, Cowboys and Seagulls three pretty hard games so i'll probably just wait till a little bit later but you definitely want to end the year with him yeah you do and the reason i mean a big reason why i can't bring him in just yet is because i've already made my bed like I'm, I'm happy to keep turbo i think i have to keep turbo if he's going to get the full value uh and in saying that i, I think I'm, I'm planning to keep Hines or cleary uh, one of those two over that origin period as well. So I can't have close to $3 million tied up on the bench, not doing a hell of a lot for a couple of weeks, particularly if they are rested after origin. Harry Grant, we're expecting him to play big minutes in origin. You wouldn't forgive him. Oh, sorry. I mean, you would forgive him if he's to rest after, you know, 80 taxing minutes of origin and not backing up at dummy half. Yeah, absolutely. And 
he's still like a young player. He hasn't played a lot of Origin footy, so it could take a lot out of him. And Bellamy's probably been known to uh, put his stars in cotton wool throughout the middle of the year. So that's definitely a thing to uh, factor in. Yep, I, I did say to you today, though, and I know you read this book in the off-season, I did too, Cameron Smith. He made a point of saying that he himself personally always loved to back up. He said, if I have the honour of representing Queensland or Australia, I always want to back up and give it back to my teammates because without my teammates, they wouldn't be there in those representative jerseys. So maybe we said that sort of attitude from Harry Grant. We'll find that up soon enough uh, as we get into round 13. Tommy, let's leave it there for round 10 at least. Supercoach 365 podcast, Magic Round edition. Bumper episode always is, always will be. Yeah, Magic Round, huge games coming up. Hopefully it's uh, Magic scoring for us. We need a bit of magic, don't we, you and I, uh, to find our way back into the top 1,000, you at least, and I continue my climb. Uh, Well done to everyone. Good luck to everyone playing along at home this weekend. This is Supercoast365. Find us right across the socials at Supercoast365. Give us a thumbs up. Leave your comments here on YouTube as well. That's where you'll find us. Enjoy your round 1040. Sprinkle a bit of that magic dust. Green arrows this weekend, please. 